I love the talking guy show. I hear two guys talking. 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 Two guys talking, I hear. I hear two guys talking. Scams are one of the most dangerous threats today, especially when it comes to our elders. As the number of victims and money taken continues to skyrocket, realize that there is hope. ScammerCast is your frontline battlefield for getting educated on the most recent scams, but also how to defend against them. Join us as we detail the processes, the traps, and the solutions to help us all hammer the scammers! Hammer the scammers. It's time for the ScammerCast. Here are your hosts, Curtis Bailey and Art Maines. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the ScammerCast, where we educate and inform seniors and those who care for them about how to recognize, prevent, and recover from scams and frauds. We are delighted today to be talking to John Skogland, who is a senior manager in the Fraud Risk Management Department at Western Union, and we are delighted to announce that Western Union is a new sponsor for us here at the ScammerCast, and we couldn't be more pleased about that. Sponsored by Midwest Trust and Western Union. When I was going through the scam aftermath that happened to my stepfather that led me to getting into this whole area, I found out that Western Union was one of the most cooperative organizations that I had to deal with as I was trying to help Bill recover afterwards. And Western Union has a a long reputation as being a very trustworthy and reliable company for sending money back and forth between various parties. The sad thing is that Western Union has also become a victim of the scam epidemic in that, sadly, it seems that they have become associated with the scammers themselves. And so we want to do our part to dispel that connection and clarify things. And that's why we are so happy to have John Skogland with us today. Good morning, John. How are you? Good, thank you. Once again, uh, just wanted to add my comments. Thank you so much for appearing with us today. We're, we're happy to be able to help dispel some of the erroneous notions out there about Western Union and look forward to you sharing information with us today. First of all, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm uh, one of the senior managers in our fraud risk management group here at Western Union. Western Union's global headquarters is in Inglewood, Colorado, which is a suburb of the Denver, Colorado area. Long-trusted company that's been around for over 160 years. As part of my job in the Fraud Risk Management Group, I am responsible for education, awareness, and outreach. My area of responsibility falls more to the United States, and I have some involvement with Canada. Great. John, I noticed that you are a certified financial crime specialist, and I'm wondering if you could tell our audience uh, a little bit about what that is. I obtained that certification, and that covers a number of different areas. As part of the Fraud Risk Management Group here at Western Union, we fall under the compliance department, the umbrella, if you will, uh, for the company. So the certified fraud crime specialist test and exam covers a lot of areas to include fraud investigation, ethics, has to do with anti-money laundering scams, terrorist financing, investigations related to that, how money moves around the world through correspondent banks, intermediate banks, various things might have to do with the correction index 
and various countries that are more corrupt or not corrupt. So it has to do a lot with money and how it's impacted in the laws, rules, and regulations in various countries around the world. It sounds like a very extensive body of knowledge, so you must have some sort of background in law enforcement or something like that, or banking examining, or how did you get into this whole field? Well, I am a retired U.S. Postal Inspector. I'm very passionate about helping people not get victimized by the scammers. I had the opportunity to come to Western Union over two years ago to be part of the Fraud Risk Management Group do education awareness and outreach, which anybody who knows me over time knows I'm very passionate about this, and I I love to educate consumers so they don't become victims. Fantastic. Well, we think that you've come to the right place because you have a lot of great information to share. Tell us a little bit about the history and overview of Western Union as a company, if you would. Western Union is in 200 countries. We're in every country around the world but two. We have over 500,000 agent locations. Our agent locations predominantly uh, are contractor, not company-owned. So by way of that said, a lot of them are like grocery stores. We also are at check cashing establishments, a lot of agent locations, so that you would go into an agent location, probably to the customer service desk at your grocery store, and be able to send a wire transfer of money that way. Western Union has an overview. Obviously, we're a money service business. Mm -hmm. Money transfer, it's a way to send money electronically around the globe to family and friends to somebody you know. And that's one of the key things that we always promote as a tip is you don't want to ever send money to somebody you never have met in person and don't personally know. Uh, That's great advice. Uh, Just, uh, if you would, tell our listeners a little bit about how uh, an actual money transfer works. I think we all have a general notion of what we think a money transfer is, but give our audience uh, the true scoop on how a money transfer works. Well, there's different ways to do it. You can go into an agent location. You can go to our website, which is westernunion.com, and send money electronically that way. A uh, few circumstances, you're also able to go into a location and be able to send a money transfer over the phone. But predominantly, it's by someone going into one of our agent locations to send a money transfer. You would probably go to their customer service desk, and near that, you would find a, a stamp that would have forms, which we call to send money forms. So it's a multi-page form that the individual getting ready to transfer the money would complete, they would put their personal information as their name, their address, and personal identifiers as the person sending the wire transfer, then they would complete the section of who they are sending the money to. So they would fill out the name and information of where they're sending the money to. Once they complete that form, they would give it to to one of our our frontline associates at that location. They would look at it, they would look at their uh, identifying information, they would accept the cash to send that transfer. They then in turn would get um, the MTCN. They would take that, and in the United States, for example, predominantly you would designate where you're going to send the money to. So since I'm located in Colorado, say I was going to send money to a friend of mine in Oregon, for example. So I would designate and and the agent would know that I'm sending that money to someone in Oregon. So it could be picked up then by that individual in Oregon, anywhere in the state, but it has to be Oregon. So in order for for my friend 
in Oregon to pick that up, I would have to contact them and give them the, the MTCN. They would go to an agent location. They would show their piece of identification, which has their name and all that, in order to be able to pick up that money. If I'm sending money to somebody out of the country, mm-hmm. I would just designate the country they're going to pick the money up. They then could go anywhere in that country to pick that money up. So predominantly, uh, money transfers in our business, the bulk of the business is done by sending it in that fashion, someone going to an agent location, completing the form. Gotcha. Now, on the front page of the form that they fill out to send money, it's a multi-page form, and on the front page is part of the fraud warning, which we'll probably talk about later in this podcast, which uh, are tips so that hopefully they don't get scammed. So we have different mechanisms and different ways we try to educate consumers, and that's one of them is at the agent location, the prevention tips on the front of that form. In the United States, it's in English and in Spanish. Okay. Okay. What other avenues do you use to uh, educate consumers uh, about the fraud risk? Well, at an agent location, all of our agents receive fraud awareness training, and it's part of our annual compliance training. We have components in there that they take. Also, they have access to online resources, but they're taught to engage someone sending a money transfer at the location uh, in the conversation to kind of inquire as to why they're sending the transfer, and if they see some of what we'll call the red flags, certain signs as to why the person is sending the money that's in question, they'll engage them and tell them they think they're being scammed. For example, what I mean by that is, say an individual goes into the location, you're sending the money and they're very happy, they're very excited, and the agent might say, wow, what are you sending the money for? You seem like you're pretty happy. Yeah, I just won the lottery. I got to send this processing and handling fee. Right. Well, the agent, you know, when you engage in conversation, say, that's going to be a scam because you would never pay to collect a winning or a prize. That's a scam. Obviously, if you actually win a sweepstakes, for example, you're going to pay taxes on it, but you would do that at the time you would collect it, fill out forms and all that, but you're not going to pay somebody in advance. And that's a common way scammers in that scenario scam individuals as they want, like processing and handling fee. Maybe they might tell them they want the tax up front. Then that's one way they scam us. So we train the agents. We also send them uh, material at, well, for the point of sale. So we have uh, fraud brochures that we would send to an agent location that could be available as well. Maybe they have tabletop tents, you know, a little A-frame cardboard that's there that has fraud warning information on it. would have our fraud website, which is 1-800-448-1492 which is our fraud hotline for the United States and Canada, has our website, we're also on Facebook, we're on Twitter. They might also have posters on the wall talking about, do you really know who you're sending money to? Be informed, be aware, and give important tips to help them not get financially exploited. So that's some of the mechanisms on site we have besides the form itself. There's other material available. They also can go to our website, which is wuforwesternunion.com slash fraud awareness. We have a lot of great fraud awareness information on there. If an individual goes to that website, 
they would then pick the country that they want to get information from. So if they went to that, they could pick the United States, and they're going to get a lot of great fraud awareness information, cover a lot of scams to be aware of and avoid. We have links to some short animated videos that we did on some of the various scams, grandparent online purchase, work at home, romance, lottery advance fee, even a fraud quiz they could take to see if they might fall victim to it. We have PDF versions of our brochure that they could print out and use. So it's just a great resource yeah. for them. You know, it, it really is, John. And what you were describing with the sweepstakes scam is, is exactly what happened to Bill, my stepfather, and what led me to my interactions with Western Union. And I got to tell you, I was very impressed with the representatives that I spoke with. And, and they were very understanding. They were very helpful. They weren't judgmental. They were eager to try to make the situation better. And I was so grateful for that because I got, as you can imagine, a lot of coldness, a lot of sort of veiled, hidden judgments. So I, I really appreciated the, the warmth and cooperativeness from the Western Union people. And I want to also mention for our listeners that we will have links to all of the resources that John is mentioning on our website at thescammercast.com. And John and his associate, Jessica, have also sent us copies of the brochures, which will be available through our website at scammercast.com. So we got you covered there. Art, just for the benefit of our listeners, as I recall it, uh, Bill was actually using a a wire transfer agent at a local grocery store, just like John was mentioning, right? Exactly, exactly. And they are the ones that actually flagged the fact that Bill was being scammed. They did, yeah. They were the ones that, in collaboration with other employees there at the grocery store, created the flyer with the image of Bill from the security camera that said, please don't wire any more money for this man. He's being ripped off. And they alerted the local police who tracked me down. So if it weren't for Western Union, who knows how bad this thing could have gotten. It was already bad enough, but Western Union really stepped in, and and, um, I'm very, very grateful to the folks there. So, John, you've told our listeners a lot about how your agents are trained and some of the the ways that people can contact and interact with Western Union to learn more. There are also some more organized outreach efforts that you do to uh, external stakeholders. I'm wondering if you could uh, let our listeners know about those. Sure, I'd be happy to. We partner with a lot of additional organizations, consumer advocacy groups, you know, different industry members, and we definitely work with law enforcement all the time. Myself and people in my group were part of the education awareness and outreach, so we exhibit at a lot of conferences and events. Might be professionals who work with seniors. We might exhibit at their conference and give them out literature and information about the various scams that people should be aware of, tips to avoid it have our fraud hotline information, we give them information and talk about some of the tools that we have as a company accessible to them to help combat fraud so that the people they interact and work with don't fall victim to the scams. I also present at a lot of conferences besides exhibiting. So besides exhibiting at professional conferences and speaking at those conferences, I also do that to community groups. Uh, We definitely do a lot with the any consumer group. For example, my boss is on the advisory board for the National Adult Protective Service Association, commonly known as NAPSA. All states in the United States have adult protective service workers 
who look out for the interest and well-being of older Americans, older adults, uh, anyone that, who might be have a mental disability, doesn't have full faculties. Um, so that definitely could include financial exploitation. We work a lot with National Consumer League, the Consumer Federation of America, the Better Business Bureau. Western Union has a national partnership with Better Business Bureau, and they have a website, scamstopper.org, which we're contributors some fraud awareness information on that. Wow. You know, I didn't realize just how much in the way of resources were available from you guys. I mean, you really cover the waterfront, I think, here. And, and I'm glad that our listeners know that because you have a wealth of information that's available through a whole array of outlets. And, and I just want to give you tons of kudos for that. Well, thanks. I'm very proud to work for Western Union. We have a very robust fraud awareness outreach effort and has continued to grow during my time here. And, you know, you made reference to Jessica, who is a counterpart in my group, is responsible for a lot of the social media outreach. And we're constantly collaborating and looking at different ways we could increase our outreach. So we're happy to be part of your, your ScammerCast podcast here to help educate consumers so they don't become victims. You know, John, as an elder law attorney, uh, I deal with adult protective services in the uh, states I'm licensed in quite a bit. So it's really exciting for me to hear about an international company that is affiliated with adult protective services, because that's often an effort, I think, that gets overlooked sometimes. And, you know, I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and so I do a lot of counseling and psychotherapy with a fair percentage of my practice being elders or those who are caring for them. And I've actually had to hotline some people because I'm a mandated reporter, as I believe you are too, Curtis. Yes, yes and, indeed. And uh, it's great that there's such a, a synergy between you and NAPSA because it's really, really vital to look out for the interests of older adults, and that's a big part of why we're here at the ScammerCast, and also why we're so delighted that you're our new sponsor here from Western Union. So it's, it's a great organization, and we're proud to be partnered with you. John, you mentioned a number of uh, videos that you've actually produced, and I'm wondering if you could tell our uh, audience a little bit about uh, some important uh, ones that uh, you highlight. Well, I would say that one of our fraud awareness videos on the grandparent scam is an important one for people to be aware of, to view, but also to know about that scam. The grandparent scam predominantly is an emergency scam. Right. And it really pulls off of people's emotions. And for those who don't know what the grandparent scam is, is how the scenario works is the individual would receive a phone call at home. Frequently, maybe late at night when they're kind of tired, maybe a little groggy, could have even been asleep. It's from their alleged grandchild who, that when they talk with the elderly individual, they basically wait for them to insert the name of the grandchild they think it sounds like. And then the person calling them, the alleged grandchild, gives some emergent situation as to why they need that grandparent to wire money to them. And frequently, it might be for bail could be for a hospital bill. A scenario might go like I call, say I make the call, say I'm the scammer. I call and a female answers and I go, hello, grandma. And then she'll might give the name, hello, John, is that you? Because that's the person she thinks it sounds like that's your yeah. grandchild. I say, yeah, it's me. Well, 
I was just traveling on a road trip and I was arrested and I need bail money. I need you to wire me money so I can get out of jail. Don't tell mom or dad I'm too embarrassed. <laughs> All right, right. And so, you know, it's human nature for us to help our friends and loved ones. So without thinking or hesitation, they might go to Western Union and then wire the money. Again, we train our agents. We have the fraud warning, and hopefully that transfer doesn't go through and they don't fall victim. Now, I do have a story about that of a woman in the Denver area that I talked to who almost was a victim to this particular scam. And in talking with this elderly woman, she stated that she had received the call. The scenario was that she needed to wire $4,700 to Bolivia because mm-hmm. her grandson, who the person represented be her grandson, was in an auto accident, broke his nose, needed money wired for the hospital bill. Now, in interviewing this woman, I found out that her grandson travels internationally all the time, and that was not a red flag to her. Okay. She said it really did sound like him. said he was a little muffled, but he explained he was in an auto accident, broke his nose, so that made sense to me. Okay. Clever, clever. Yeah. She told me that his mother had just passed away, and she would be the first person that he would contact for help. Wow. So you add up those factors, she was convinced. So she went to Western Union was going to wire the money. Now, as luck would have it, because what I've not talked about, we have a lot of behind-the-scenes processes and procedures in place. We have a, a lot of implementation with fraud controls and fraud monitoring in our system since it's automated for the transfers. It didn't go through and got rejected. Well, the fraudsters, in their true fashion, were calling her like crazy repeatedly. And now they wanted the money sent to Spain. Well, you would think if your grandson allegedly is in Bolivia, why would you send it to Spain? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. She had bought into it hook, line, and seeker. She went back to a different Western Union agent location to wire the money. The agent engaged this woman in conversation, convinced her that she was probably being scammed and to really contact her grandson at the phone number she had before the money transfer got sent. Great. She called him on his cell phone number. He lives in another part of Colorado, says, no, it's not me. Very thankful. So again, our process has stopped her situation. But why I like to highlight this particular situation is I have people say, well, how could anybody be so stupid? All right. Well, yeah. People's circumstances change, but when you start to have factors that actually hold true and fall and you really think it's your person, she was going to send it. Now, clearly, if you don't, have a grandchild and you get that kind of call, you're going to hang up, I hope. But, you know, certain situations fall right in line, and that's how people can quickly fall for these scams. You know, I have a great story from a presentation that I gave a while back. I was talking about the grandparent scam, and this, this lady told me that she got one of those calls. The guy said, oh, you know, I'm calling. I'm a the sharer for whatever in this town, and your granddaughter has uh, been in a car accident and blah, 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 and all that stuff. And she said, oh, honey, you must have the wrong number because I only have grandsons. Ah, oops. <laughs> oops. <laughs> and then another lady said, oh, I, I'm, I'm a retired nun. You must have the wrong number. So. Yeah. So there are some clever seniors out there. And I want to refer our listeners and you guys there at Western Union to our episode of the podcast called The Five Flags, The Emotions of a Scam Victim. Because you mentioned, John, that 
they pull emotional levers with their victims. And I've laid this out for people in an easy-to-remember format, and this comes directly from my book, Scammed, Three Steps to Help Your Elder Parents and Yourself. So uh, our listeners can find that at scammercast.com. And again, it's called The Five Flags, Emotions of a Scam Victim. John, the, the grandparent scam is obviously a huge one. There's there's a legion of stories. In fact, we here in St. Louis had a, a lady that fell victim to the grandparent scam uh, to the tune of about $250,000. So it's, and it's, another one just recently in the last two weeks that lost $12,000. Right. So it's really nice to hear some success stories where somebody was able to step in and stop it before it occurred. What other uh, videos do you have uh, and, and where can people c- find these videos? We have a total of six videos on our website. So, again, if you went to WU for Western Union, so wu.com slash fraud awareness, you can go to the fraud awareness page, and there will be link. It will highlight the videos, but you can then go to that web page and click on one of the links related to the ones you like. Again, we have the grandparent scam video, online purchase, work at home, the romance scam, the lottery scam, those videos are about a minute and a half to too long. It gives a quick overview. They're pretty entertaining, but again, it's another mechanism and way for people to learn about these scams if they're not, but to see how they might fall victim to it. All the videos include prevention tips uh, related to, to wire transfers of money, money transfers as to why you wouldn't. So some of those are Never send money to somebody you haven't met in person for a lottery or winnings. You would never pay in advance to collect your winnings. If so, that's a scam. And if you have an emergency situation that you're contacted about, never send money in an emergency situation without verifying that it's real. Right. You know, we've been hearing a lot recently about the romance scam and the online dating. So I see you guys have a video as well covering that scam. Yeah, we do, because that's a common one, and that's the grandparent scam, the lottery, and the romance scams are three of the scams we highlight in a consumer fraud brochure that we give out uh, to consumers, to seniors a lot. It's also one of the brochures available in PDF format on our website that individuals can print out. But yeah, unfortunately, there are a number of dating sites out there. A lot of people look for their love interests online now. It's a great way people meet other people, but unfortunately the scammers know that and over time befriend that individual and move the conversation offline and then start requesting money. And frequently it might be for an airline ticket. Mm -hmm. Well, that kind of makes sense. If you've been communicating with an individual that you think really is the one, your true love interest for a long term, you're going to want to meet them, so it would make sense. I'm going to send you money for an airline ticket so you can fly to meet me. Right. Well, the scammer, if that's the scenario, some rhyme or reason can never meet them. So mm-hmm. frequent, they request money for airline tickets. Maybe they're short of funds and they have a hospital bill they need to pay. Mm-hmm. Or if they're younger and maybe they have kids and they need money for school supplies or school clothes, they pull on their motions. Or maybe they indicate that they're a wealthy, well-to-do businessman in a foreign country and they're expanding and they need some additional resources and they convince uh, the person to wire money to them. But over time, they never meet the individual and that relationship falls apart, but it's a way they just scam them. So that gets back to our tip of never wire money to somebody you haven't met in person. 
And we want to make sure that all of our listeners know that we will uh, have a link to these videos at our show notes at scammercast.com. And we'll, in fact, feature one of the videos uh, at the show notes for scammercast.com. So you're giving us some great perspective on the insidious nature of these scams and some of the, the red flags and dead giveaways that people should be watching out for. Is there anything else that you want to mention before we take a break? Well, I, I think we just have a lot of great resources. I know you're going to put our website link out there, and I think that's just great along with our fraud hotline. So I think just people need to equip themselves with information so they're better prepared and not fall victim to the scam. Fantastic. That's great, John. We're, when we come back from break, we're going to dig into a lot of the resources and a lot of those tips that you have for consumers on what to do and, more importantly, maybe what not to do when it comes to using a money transfer service. And we want to remind our audience that you can find links to all of these videos and all of these resources at scammercast.com. We need to take a break, but we'll be right back. It's time to take a break during this episode of the ScammerCast. Have you liked our effort on Facebook? Visit the link via our website at scammercast.com and be sure to share any of our informative articles with your friends and family. It's all about education and protecting our seniors. We'll be right back. There was a day when the villain was easy to spot. These days are different. Today, scammers impersonate their victims' loved ones and make up an urgent situation. I've been arrested. I've been mugged. I'm in the hospital. And plead for money to resolve it. At Western Union, we want to help. We remind you to never send money to people you haven't met in person. And always verify before you send. You work hard for your money. Don't let a few minutes with a scammer separate you from what's taken days, weeks, or even a lifetime to work for. Western Union. Move money for better. Join in a unique, interactive experience as we put you inside the mind and heart of the law enforcement professional and delve into the culture of policing. Hi, I'm Mike Wilkerson from the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network, where I've reviewed hundreds of police procedural television programs and movies. But the question remains, does Hollywood get it right? What does it really feel like when you search for a suspect inside an abandoned building? The fear. The adrenaline. The unknown. Law Enforcement Training for the Arts, or LIDA, is an experience like no other. Fingerprints. Ballistics. DNA. Our team of professionals have numerous years in law enforcement to include those with experience in the United States Secret Service, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the FBI, the United States military, along with other local, state, and federal entities. Our unique facilities offer the same interactive courses that the police themselves use to train. This will be an experience of a lifetime that you'll never forget. Check out the details now at LITAConference.com. That's L-E-T-A Conference.com. And sign up for the upcoming convention. Seats are limited, but we're eager to see you behind the thin blue line. LITAConference.com. L-E-T-A Conference.com. Go behind the badge. Thought about a career in voiceover? Need a great cost-effective on-hold message for your organization or business? 
don't know where to start? Check out The Voice Farm, your one-stop shop for voiceover needs. Check it out now by accessing The Voice Farm at voicefarmers.com and see what difference can be made with a company that is truly outside the box. From The Voice Box, voicefarmers.com. That's voicefarmers.com. Things in 1982 were a lot more simple. BMX bikes, the Versailles apartment complex in Schaumburg, Illinois, the sweet, innocent kiss of Andrea Schaefer, and of course, a little film from a man named Steven Spielberg called E.T. Science fiction, the detail of a broken but still together family, the relationships that were made when you were 12, ones that are never again truly realized. It seems a lot heavier than most remember, but all of these things and more await you in the Two Guys Talking Perspective Review of Steven Spielberg's E.T. 1982 on the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. Check it out now at twoguystalking.com. That's the number two, guystalking.com. Travel. It's what everyone wants more of in their life. But wow, where do you start? So many options, so many destinations, and finding the time in one's own schedule. You might think that all is lost, but there's hope on the horizon. Tune in to the Travel Planners Podcast with us, Sue and Kevin McCarthy, to learn about how best to travel, what cities to visit, and catch a glimpse of the variety of ways to make the most of your travel dollars. From shopping for bargains in London's Portobello Antique Market. Watching monkeys groom each other as you sit on the balcony of your hotel in Malaysia. Sipping rum cocktails while enjoying the sunset over Bloody Bay in Jamaica. Staying up all night to observe St. Petersburg, Russia's White Nights Festival. Hiking the Great Wall of China. Enjoying the grandeur of the Grand Canyon. Or enjoying an unbelievably first-class journey on the cruise on rails, the Grand Lux Express. It's all available now on the Travel Planner Podcast with Kevin and Sue McCarthy. On the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network, www.twoguystalking.com. That's the number two, guystalking.com. Did you get my underwear and stuff packed in the last bag? I thought you did. No, I didn't. Okay, uh, be sure to check us out, the Travel Planners Podcast on twoguystalking.com. Welcome back to ScammerCast, your headquarters for the education and prevention of scams against our elders. Let's dig back in with your hosts, Curtis Bailey and Art Maines. Welcome back to the ScammerCast. This is your co-host, Curtis Bailey. And your co-host, Art Maines. And we are talking today to John Scoglund, Senior Manager of Fraud Risk Management at Western Union. And we are happy to announce our new sponsor for the ScammerCast. John, uh, before the break, you uh, mentioned to our listeners about a hotline that Western Union maintains to report fraud, and uh, I'd like you to tell our audience more about that. At Western Union, we have a fraud hotline here in the United States and Canada that victims can call to report fraud if they believe they are victimized using Western Union. The fraud hotline number is 1-800-448-1492. And as information, if you go to our website, wu for westernunion.com slash fraud awareness, since we are a global company in two other countries, we have over 60 fraud hotlines around the globe. 
people can find out what the fraud hotline and fraud information reporting mechanism is in various countries by going to our website, pulling down the country that pertains to them, and get a number for the fraud hotline if it is different than that fraud hotline. Great. That's fantastic. And then how, how just briefly, uh, if an individual calls the hotline, uh, what kind of information should they have available for the uh, operator? If somebody just sent a money transfer via Western Union and they think, wait a minute, I think I just was a victim of a scam, if they call our fraud hotline number to report what happened, we would want the okay. PCN from them right. related to the transaction when they sent it, where they sent it from, our call representatives are going to have access to the system and pull it up. They would then ask them what the scenario is, why they're being victimized of fraud. And it's really important if an individual wire transfers money and they think they were victimized to call our fraud hotline as soon as possible. Because if the money has not been paid out, we are able to refund the money to them so they're not out. But if the money has been paid out, we still would want to file a report to help prevent others from falling victim to those types of scams. We then would, you know, let them know to file a report with their local law enforcement agent. Right. We work with law enforcement agencies all the time. So it's a mechanism to help combat fraud, definitely. And again, you, you've talked about having a very robust fraud prevention and fraud awareness program, and, and this is a clear example of it. You also mentioned a little bit earlier the proliferation of some of the new forms of media in scamming. Could you say a little bit more about that to bring our listeners up to date on what's new and current? Scammers are ever-evolving in how they try to scam individuals, and so therefore we're ever-evolving as anyone is who tries to combat fraud. Right. Obviously, individuals are contacted by the fraudsters in, in different mediums. They might receive a telephone call. They might receive a letter in the mail. They might receive an email. They might receive a text from a scammer trying to get them to fall for the scam. So some of the resources we have is if an individual receives an email and it appears that it's coming from Western Union, and in reality it's not, there's no affiliated affiliation with Western Union, we have an email address which is spoof at westernunion.com that we ask the recipients to forward that to that address because we contract with a company that will take action against people sending that out because we don't want people representing they are with Western Union and in reality have no affiliation with it. We also contract with a company to take down any fraudulent websites that appear to be Western Union or any trademark infringements. And I just want to remind the listeners that if they receive an email and it states that it's from Western Union and maybe there's a problem with a a transfer, money transfer, and they suggest that they click on this link or they suggest a different website, that they don't click on any links or go to websites that are suggested in that email because it's a mechanism that they might fall victim to, and if they supply personal identifying information, they might become an identity theft victim in addition to getting scammed out of some additional money. Sure. Um, So they they don't want to do that. Right. So the ongoing advice that we hear so often is never click on any links in an email you get. That's true. 
that can do a lot of things to include embedding viruses onto your computer. Right. Seniors are, are increasingly flocking to computers and online and internet, and their their email is new to them. And uh, when they receive something, they just don't know that if they click on that link, all of a sudden some malware has been installed on their computer. Right. Any other forms of uh, new media that you're seeing uh, being used in scamming? I think you mentioned something about uh, virtual calls or robocalls, that sort of thing, and, and that kind of thinking that says the Internet did it and, and all that. <laughs> Say a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I haven't so much talked about robocalls, but definitely if they're contacted by somebody. I tell people all the time when I present, unless you initiated the phone call and you know the person you are actually talking to, don't give out personal identifying information to them because it's a way the scammer is going to continually scam them. So fraudsters, just like legitimate companies, ha have call lists or contact lists. And as far as the fraudster concerns, any information that's on that list that is current, recent, and is more complete, the more they can sell that list for or use to contact individuals as a way to defraud them. I think I mentioned a little bit about how we have our fraud awareness pages on our, our website, which I know you're going to post on your website so your yeah, listeners well. can go to it. Sure. We also put fraud awareness information on Facebook. We also are on Twitter. I don't know how many of your listeners use Twitter, but it's at WooStopFraud is our Twitter handle, and we tweet out there quite a bit. I have a group that loves social media and gets a lot of great information out, <laughs> just like if we're going to be right. presenting at a conference or exhibiting, we tweet that as well, so be on the lookout for that. We also, again, have a fraud quiz on there that if they want, they can take the fraud quiz and see if they might fall for some of these scams. Yeah, that that's a very cool feature, I think, the, the fraud quiz that you have on there. And I would encourage everyone to uh, go and take that quiz and learn what your vulnerabilities might be. Indeed. John, uh, switch gears a little bit here. You know, oftentimes in this arena, we hear phrases and terms like the grandparent scam or a romance scam. And I think there's uh, maybe an erroneous thought out there in, in the world that there is a Western Union scam. And I'm wondering if you could address that and clear that up for our listeners. So because we have a great service around the globe where you can transfer money to friends and families you actually know is what the legitimate purpose is. The fraudsters contacting potential victims and then maybe victims where they wire the money and they can pick it up. So we're the mechanism the fraudster use. We're just the conduit. We are not creating the fraud. It's just that because we have a, a great service and a great company of transferring money around the world, the fraudsters like to use our service so in reality, we're combating fraud and trying to stay ahead of the fraudsters like everybody else. Right. But we just want to clear the air that we're not perpetrating the fraud. They're just using our service. Right. Very good. Very good. John, in the time we have remaining in this episode, I really would like you to talk about uh, tips that consumers can, can put to use right away to protect themselves. And we've talked about uh, a few things already, but why don't we uh, run through some great tips that consumers can use right now to help protect themselves. 
Some of the real common ones are on the wire transfers, never evers, we call it, which are tips, so you're not victimized using a wire transfer, is never send money to someone you have not met in person. Great advice. Never send money to pay for taxes or fees on a lottery or prize winnings. And in an emergency situation, don't wire the money without verifying that it's a real emergency. Those are probably the three top tips we give. We have additional tips out there, but definitely those are some of the common ones. Why do you think people feel compelled to wire money to somebody they don't know or wire money because there's a perceived emergency? Anyone can fall victim to fraud. So consumers always need to use their best judgment with dealing with individuals they don't know. And remember that not everyone is who they claim to be. So it's different reasons. Like I mentioned on the grandparent scam, which is an emergency scam, it's human nature to want to help friends and loved ones. And if you truly believe that's there, then they're going to wire the money. And like the romance scam, the online relationship, if they think it's their love interest, they want to meet the person, they might wire money for that. They try to create, the fraudsters try to create an air of legitimacy, pull on the motions of these individuals to get them to comply, in this case, wire transfer money to them. Uh, what other never-evers do you have for our listeners? Well, sometimes in the scams, the fraudsters are, jokingly, I say, nice guys. So, for example, you receive a letter at your house stating you've won the sweepstakes of 500000 And enclosed is a check for $4,000, which is part of your winnings. And that instructs you to go and deposit that check at your bank, hmm. keep part of it as your winnings, but wire back a portion of that to pay the, the taxes. And once they receive that, they'll send you the balance. Well, in that scenario, it's kind of a two-fold double whammy hit on the person that does that because those checks frequently are counterfeit, so they would be up the face value of that check that they deposited plus the amount of money they wired. So one of our tips are never send funds from a check in your account until it officially clears, which can take weeks. Now, individuals need to be aware that according to federal law, Financial institutions have to make funds available to the person depositing that check within a number of days. Could be far before they know that check is processed through the system and is legitimately good. So therefore they have to take caution on that. We don't want people to send a wire transfer for online purchases from an individual because frequently what happens is they wire money to an individual and they do not receive the product that they were buying, so they're scammed out of it that way. Never send money in advance to obtain a loan or a credit card. Never provide your banking information to people or businesses you don't know. So those are some of the additional tips that we give individuals. Great. All common sense tips, but I guess common sense isn't always common practice, right? Sadly, it is not. That's true. Because <laughs> I hear from individuals sometimes when I'm out, they say, I knew better. But I just thought this one time it would be okay. And I say, in certain cases, it's never okay. And again, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah, definitely great advice that endures the test of time. 
Well, John, thank you very, very much for all that you have brought to our listeners today. I mean, there's a wealth of resources here. There's a wealth of knowledge and great advice. So uh, we look forward to continuing our collaboration with you and all the folks at Western Union. We look forward to having you on again very soon. Okay, great. Thank you. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, just want to remind you that all of the links to the resources that John has mentioned today will be located on our website at scammercast.com. And leave us a comment. Leave us a question, whatever questions you might have about money transfer scams or any of the other scams we've been talking about. Um, let us know. Let's hear your questions and your thoughts. Yeah, share your stories with us on uh, our page at scammercast.com or on our pages at Facebook at either Senior Scam Action Associates or Hammer the Scammers. And if you like the ScammerCast, please tell a friend or a family member or a colleague, and be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Until next time, this is Curtis Bailey, your co-host at ScammerCast.com. And Art Mange, your co-host at ScammerCast.com, saying thank you very much for listening. And we want to also remind you that we are on our mission here of educating and informing seniors, their caregivers, and everyone in the elder care field about scam and fraud prevention so that we can all hammer the scammers. Thanks for listening to this episode of the ScammerCast your headquarters for education and protection of our elderly from scams worldwide. Be sure to visit us at ScammerCast.com, where you can send us your stories and tips, as well as send us your feedback, visit our Facebook presence, and more. Thank you for listening to this episode, and until next time, Hammer the Scammers. The information we share in this podcast is meant for informational and educational purposes only and should never substitute for appropriate legal, financial, or medical advice from qualified professionals. Always consult with an attorney, physician, or financial professional for the correct advice for your particular situation.